0: you woke up this morning it's a good day if you woke
1: Welcome to Travel by Proxy, the show where we leave our house so you don't have to. I'm Andrea. And I'm Aaron. In each episode, we feature a destination anywhere from
0: right in our neighborhood to far off lands. We bring you our experience, some history, and a taste of each destination by sampling something unique to it.
1: So whether you're listening to this in your car, on a train, on a plane, or in Spain, you'll learn about something to add to your bucket list. Or to remove from it. Well, it's been five episodes, so we're going to deviate from traveling and uh, we'll have a little chat uh, every, uh, you know, five or ten episodes of Travel by Proxy there. Uh, we're going to go up north to our cabin and uh, take a little break, don't you know?
0: So sit back and take a journey with us as we talk about the world outside your window.
1: Oh, uh, Aaron, I feel like I might be a bit stuck in this. Oh, no. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to do that for the entire episode. I don't think our listeners would actually be able to handle that. I don't think most
0: people... That we know would be able to handle that And they actually put up with us and love us
1: So for episode 105 we did the pizza episode Which was our experiences uh, With like our favorite pizza memories Mm -hmm. Um, And for episode 110 uh, I think you wanted to kind of talk a little bit more Of our traveling rituals
0: Yeah It's, you know, it's one of those things we talk about being places. We've talked a lot about Minneapolis and St. Paul, and we've talked about a few other places, and we've got a lot of other stuff on the docket, but we haven't really talked about the physical act of traveling to this point. I know that part of the show is just telling people that they don't have to travel, but if they want to, and they haven't done a lot, I kind of want to make sure that we can share our experience in, you know, how we prep for a, a, a day, a week, whatever, you know, just yeah, an actual trip. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And how you kind of get ready to go. I mean, like, how do you make sure you can get on the road successfully and, you know, mm-hmm. not feel completely anxious the entire time?
0: Exactly. Um, So, I mean, the things that I really wanted to hit uh, starting off is, you know, I've done a lot of, I've done a lot of travel by, by plane and by car. And most of my travel has been for work rather than for leisure. Mm -hmm. Um, But I developed a lot of things that were kind of my, like, these are the absolute necessities and here are like my tips and tricks kind of thing. So the first thing I really want to share with everybody that, you know, if you are going to go on a trip and especially if you haven't done a lot of traveling, absolute number one if you're driving but especially if you're flying have a like a chain a full change of clothes in a bag that you can sling over your shoulder like a Mm -hmm. backpack or a messenger bag or just something
1: yeah exactly because um most airports will let you pay a fee Mm -hmm. to use a frequent flyer club Mm -hmm. Uh, it doesn't matter which frequent flyer club most most major airports have more than one the smaller airports don't have more than one but like the international airports you will usually have more than one so if the first one doesn't actually have like a day pass you can buy other Mm -hmm. ones will and those will let you like if you're say your flight gets delayed all day or Mm -hmm. like a significant delay and you're you know they lose your luggage but you need to refresh Mm -hmm. you can actually go take a shower Mm -hmm. uh change your clothes um they usually have like toothbrushes Mm -hmm. like the the necessity necessities that you need to actually like get clean yep and you can actually feel refreshed so you you can show up at your destination not Mm -hmm. feeling like you're in the clothes that you slept in
0: yeah like you know for a perfect example when you, you know when you got married uh in vegas uh my my fiance now and i uh we ended up with a 12 hour labor layover in Denver. Uh, and that was our fault. That was not the airline's fault. I want to make sure that's clear. Uh, that was a mistaken booking, uh, where we didn't pay attention to the fact that the first flight was landing in seven, like 7:30 AM. And the next flight was leaving at 8 20 PM. Uh, so we ended up spending just over 12 hours in the Denver airport, uh, trying to find things to do.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's another thing too. If you have an extended layover, um, You can also kind of plan around that. Mm -hmm. It is actually okay to leave and come back when you're on a domestic flight.
0: Yeah, you can always just leave the airport, come back, go through security a second time.
1: You can do it on an international flight too, but it's not necessarily as recommended because Mm -hmm. some uh, jurisdictions don't aren't very good about getting in and out of security and you might have to go through customs. So it's not recommended to do it on international flights because you don't want to have to go through customs in a country and then not be able to get back in, get Mm -hmm. out of the country so you can get on the flights.
0: Yeah, and there might be visa issues as well, depending on how, you know, how... Each country interacts with each other and the yeah, U.S. Yeah,
1: but um, if you're on a if you're on a domestic flight, you can leave and come back. You don't mm-hmm. have to stay at the airport all day.
0: Yeah, uh, we we ended up just being very focused on the trip that we were taking, and so mm-hmm. when we noticed that we had a really long layover, we just found things to do at the airport. And of all of the airports that you can go to, Denver is one of the very few that you can spend half a physical day. And find things to do like, you know, there's plenty of different restaurants, yeah. you can always take the trams between the different concourses between the different terminals. And that way, you know, you're not stuck next to one gate for that entire mm-hmm. time. So you know, we found a lot of places to go sit and kind of charge our yeah. phones and let a lot of Pokemon go that day.
1: There's actually um, also that's another thing too about airports is they're increasingly trying to be more friendly to people that are... Um you know traveling like that Mm -hmm. because of the shift in um security and everything Mm -hmm. over the past you know several decades Mm -hmm. um airports have tried have had to kind of adjust the way that people enter and the the offerings that they have within the airport itself once you get past those gates past Mm -hmm. the security so they're starting to offer more things to do within the airport itself i mean you can go you can get a cocktail um at like an actual like crafted cock- specialty cocktail. Yep. I mean, um, at Minneapolis, for instance, they yep. have Ikes. Yep. Um, they they have uh, <laughs> they have a craft beer bar that you can go to. They have the French <laughs> Meadow Bakery. Um, oh yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah. Um, at in Oregon, they actually have a brewery and distillery that you can go to. Not dist- it's not actually a distillery, but you can go and actually taste spirits and from a local distillery <laughs> exactly. Um, and kind of along the lines of tasting new things, um, Aaron, I believe you've prepared the kind of taste for today.
0: Yeah. Um, so I wanted something kind of simple because travel is about, maintain, you know, like just managing stress. Um, so what I have here is is first we're going to taste the, um, uh, I got just a... Grants. Grant's, thank you. Uh, I got Grant's uh, blended scotch. It's not a really super high quality no. scotch, uh, but it is, uh, you know, we're going to do a quick taste here of Neither it.
1: Neither one of us has had it before.
0: Yeah, I usually, and I'm going to say this, I go for uh, what's called it's Old Smuggler, and that's like my go-to blended scotch uh, for mixing the godmother, which is the cocktail that I've prepared, which is just, it's scotch, it's blended scotch, and it's amaretto on ice in a lowball glass. Yeah,
1: it definitely has a lot of, like, leather on the nose there. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Let's yeah. it a little sip. See, that's exactly what kind of. It tastes like a blended, you know. It's not, you know, it's got like a nice bite. Mm -hmm. It has a really pleasant flavor. It's not, you know, it's not an expensive scotch, so it's not single, but it's not single barrel. It's not single malt. It is just. It is more made for mixing than it is for uh, drinking on its own, which is why I've, I've, I purchased it for the Godmother because the Godmother, again, you're just putting amaretto into that scotch mm-hmm. and you're, you know, you're mixing both of those. So you you don't want something that's so powerful on its own.
1: Unless the cocktail actually is opened up by it. Mm-hmm. Because there are certain cocktails that can be um, enhanced by a very, very like aromatic scotch.
0: mm um, I almost want to try. Um, and We can do this later. I want to try the Glen Moray that we had a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago that I still have uh, at home with the Amaretto and see how that changes the flavor profile mm-hmm. of the drink.
1: And one of these days, um, I'm gonna gonna get you a really nice like Malbec, mm-hmm. and we're gonna do a rinse of the glass, okay, with the with like a real nice smoky Scotch. Oh, okay. Before we pour the Malbec in,
0: okay, I'm excited to try this.
1: Mm-hmm. You can also do it if you have a sm- like an actual smoke gun, mm-hmm. but you know nobody. There aren't very many people that have a smoke gun in their bar. I don't have a smoke gun in my bar, so no.
0: I mean it, it. People do. It is not. <laughs> it is not us yet. I'm sure that we will probably add that.
1: Maybe when I have my forever home, I'll have my tiki exactly. bar and. Yeah.
0: Oh, the Tiki Bar. All anyway, right. um, so, so we
1: uh, you can get so we have our what what's in this drink? Uh,
0: this is uh the uh, the Grant's uh Scotch, the blended Scotch, uh, and it's just an amaretto that I kind of uh, picked at random. Uh, it had a nice tin mm-hmm. uh, that the glass or the, the the bottle was surrounded in. It looked really nice. Yeah, so. it's good. It's
1: um the the Scotch blends well with that almond flavor, and it's nice and chilled. This is something that it would be really I would sip while reading a book at an airport. Mm-hmm and that's kind of my ritual for airports is i like to get there early Mm -hmm. um i like to i always bring my my travel kit yep what's Um, what's
0: in your travel kit
1: uh my travel kit is more things to do with than i actually need ah yep because uh because i i need so i'm inattentive Mm -hmm. and um i i i have a hard time picking something to focus on mm-hmm. so by bringing like a tablet my kindle mm-hmm. a physical book um Your my journal my journal like my travel journal i always bring my travel- travel journal that is required mm-hmm. um and actually I might take a couple of pictures of my travel journal and share them on the blog. I'm not sure yet, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I bring those i bring a charger mm-hmm. um headphones, noise yep. cancelling yep. I have to bring noise-canceling headphones, which I realize is something that not everybody can have, but mm-hmm. um for me they are essential because um sometimes like airports can get way too noisy.
0: There's a lot going on in airports. You've mm-hmm. got just the din of tens of thousands of people in a single area all talking you've got all the overhead announcements you've mm-hmm. got all of the other things that are going on like the the big machines that clean the floor yeah. the carts that are driving people with you know mobility impairments or you know uh somebody that needs you know can't just walk the like quarter mile or half mile or, exactly well denver it's like six miles worth of terminal
1: and sometimes it can just be like sensory over overload and i mm-hmm. need to like unplug from the world for a little bit so i'll just put on i'll just like put them on turn the noise canceling feature on and sometimes i won't even like put any like music or podcast i'll just leave
0: that on so yep. it filters some of the noise out and it just makes it much more quiet
1: mm-hmm. yeah exactly
0: which is also though a good thing you mentioned the uh, the kind of like the the clubs that you can be in mm-hmm. um because those are generally quiet areas and they have lounges usually so you can just sit and you know you don't generally have to get anything you can just sit and be calm in a quiet space you're paying an extra fee for it but that that fee you're paying is for that sense of mind and sometimes a shower
1: and if you're if you're an anxious traveler um the one thing that i would say is do your research Mm -hmm. because almost every airport these days has a a website that you can actually look up the amenities and offerings that they have so you can know if they have a travel lounge and you you can can budget for it you can budget for it um like you can know for instance going to like uh orlando they're gonna have a movie room that you can go watch movies Mm -hmm. at they're Disney movies, but they're going to be movies. <laughs> um, <laughs> Las Vegas has slot machines that you can play. Don't play the slot machines, but they have them that you can play. They have them everywhere. yeah, they do um uh, there's uh there's the you know the distillery and uh the tasting room mm-hmm. in um Lu- or in uh, Louisville in and in Portland. Yep. Both of them actually have a tasting room. That does not surprise me
0: from mm-hmm. from Louisville.
1: Yeah, like pretty much any place you're going is going to have something local to it in the airport these days.
0: Yeah, the weirdest airport, by the way, and this is a little tangent, uh, if you ever fly into Kansas City International, Mm -hmm. um, it is like a series of half circles. And because of how it was designed, it was designed to be more... um, Accessed via the outside, like they're not supposed to be interconnected. It's like you know, you're landing and always flying out of the same terminal. Um, But once you go through security, there is nothing. Mm -hmm. Like all of the restaurants, all of the bathrooms, everything is on the other side of security. So if you are a person like like you are and like I am, that it's like I want to get there early. I want to get through security. I want to have all of that done, and I want to have plenty of time to just relax before my actual flight go flying out of Kansas City International is absolute nightmare. Cause I, I flew out of there once. Um and that it's just like I went, I was super hungry. So I'm like, all right, okay, well, I'll go through security. I'll grab a bite to eat. And then I looked around and I realized that I could not get a bite to eat after security. So like I suddenly was in more of a rush because I'm like, you know, I think I had an hour and 20 minutes before my flight, so I probably had at least an actual hour before boarding was going to mm-hmm. happen, but I still started having this whole, like, okay, I, I got to eat really quick, and then I got I to find a bathroom, and I'm, like, panicking because I don't know how I'm going to get all of this done in an hour because I can no longer relax, and then I rushed all of it, and then my flight was delayed by 20 minutes, and so I end up sitting there. Wait like i've I' finished my eating, I finished you know my trip to the restroom, and then I just sat in the terminal with my tablet and I'm like, what am I, what am I gonna do now <laughs> I just waited at my gate for an extra forty minutes, oh, and no. it was really annoying
1: I think um one of the best airports in the country to to just walk through um to not to not to just walk through but to go walking like seriously, if you just want to like go and get your steps in in is i think uh dallas fort Worth. Mm. Because mm-hmm. it's shaped like a circle. Yep. Because it's just one mm-hmm. loop. You can go kind of almost all the way around it, and yeah. um, it just keeps going.
0: Yeah, I think um, Atlanta um, so Hartfield Jackson International mm-hmm. and domestic. They're two separate terminals. That it's the largest airport in the world. It does like it if you have a flight. And you're going from one place to another, it's almost a 90% chance that you're gonna have a layover in Atlanta because mm-hmm. everything rounds. If it is that. a layover. If it's a layover. Um, But if nothing else, you're actually going to have connecting flights in Atlanta as well. I Mm -hmm. had times, uh, you know, when I lived in Atlanta, it was really nice because I could fly direct to almost anywhere and fly direct back to Atlanta without having to do any like extra like stops and connecting flights. The only time I think I actually had a connecting flight to uh, Atlanta was when I flew from Portland and I had a a connecting flight in Phoenix, which was weird. (laughs) I always love those. Like
1: ones where you're like, yeah, we're going to fly to Atlanta, but we're also going to land on in like the Southwest United or Mm -hmm. Southwest, the, uh, yeah, the Southwest United States. Yeah. I got my Northwest, my East West mixed up, but I actually did it right.
0: (laughs) Um, oh, and then have you ever landed in Long Beach? I have not. Okay. Long Beach. Maybe. Long Beach is really weird because there's no, like most people will know the large Mm -hmm. airports where you have a gangplank that comes out and you're just. You leave the plane, you're in a covered area, and you walk into the terminal, and it's, you know, it could be a couple yards, it could be a hundred yards. You're not really gonna notice because you're just walking inside and it's a big long hallway. Whereas in Long Beach, it's the only airport I have ever flown in and out of that you enter the plane by stairs that get rolled up Mm -hmm. to the plane, both at the front and the back, which was really disconcerting for me. (laughs) Um, and then you go, you walk outside. And like, I'm a smoker. I have been for a long time. It's a thing. I don't usually talk about it. But Long Beach is really weird because in some airports, there are like smoking lounges. But in Long Beach, you cannot smoke outside. And it is one of the strangest moments that it's like, you can't just stand outside in the physical outside world and like do the thing that you're not supposed to do. It's a terrible habit. No one ever start telling you right now. It's a bad thing. I've been doing it for a long time, and I haven't been able to quit. So there, but, that's where I, I am. Yeah, and I know you've tried too. I've I've tried several times, uh, but either way, like there was so many. Just like I took it as in stride as I could because it was really just disconcerting. I'm like, but it it's outside. There's no building here, and you know there were some people that are just like, "What do you mean I can't have a cigarette?" And it's like, all right, whatever. Well, I mean, if you think about it, though, you're you're
1: in an you're you're next to this gigantic gleaming silver tube that is full of very combustive very combustive explosives at
0: that point though you're like completely away from the planes and you're over just by like the building
1: right but like in any like if any kind of leak happened Mm -hmm. or if one of the one of the maintenance
0: workers happened to have just a whiff of jet fuel on them yeah they would be up in a moment which as a safety concern makes perfect sense However, I will share, there was one time that I totally understood the kind of older guy that was really upset and, like, yelling at the gate, like, the people, because there was a guy driving one of the luggage carts with a cigarette in his mouth. I'm sure, yeah. And we're just like, but, 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 so it was a whole thing. (laughs) Um,
1: Corpus Christi is like that, actually. Oh, really? Um, Because it's a very small airport. Okay. and, I've
0: yeah. only been to Corpus Christi by driving because we landed in uh, the San Antonio yeah, airport.
1: Yeah, that's usually, that's if you're going to fly into Corpus, that's usually, usually um, if you're playing Delta, mm-hmm. you fly into San Antonio or Houston and you drive. Yeah. Um, because uh, the only thing that really, I think, flies directly to Corpus easily is American or United. I can't remember which.
0: Yeah jet blue might fly there though yeah
1: and then like harlingen uh south of there gets uh flies but you mm, know mm-hmm. it's also a small airport
0: either way okay so i want to talk about um my like the things i take because we've talked about your travel kit so i have uh i have a bag it's from a company called chrome it's got it's a messenger yep. bag it's mm-hmm. a sling bag it has the, the the seat belt buckle yep,
1: it's a bike messenger bag yeah
0: and it like I'm so happy I have that because it's just the easiest thing to get on and off while I'm on Mm -hmm. a plane. In that, I always have uh, like my laptop, my tablet, and then generally a book where I have, you know, I have several books on my tablet that I can read. Um, But then I always have a change of clothes and I always have my toiletry kit.
1: Oh, and medication.
0: Yeah, any medication that you need to take. Uh, that you take okay. regularly, keep that in something that you always have control over, uh because I did have my like that that crazy flight that we took for your wedding. uh we lost our luggage, we didn't get back for like twenty two hours or something like that mm-hmm. um, and that was the first time that I had decided to fly without a change of clothes and my toiletry kit in that bag, and I was so upset mm-hmm. because I suddenly didn't have them, so always have have a change of clothes have stuff that you can you know any medication that you need to take uh, if it's prescription especially and
1: if it is prescription um, I know a lot of people I'm one of I'm one of the people included mm-hmm. put their prescription medication in like easy to carry containers. Mm-hmm have your prescriptions with you so you can prove that it's actual prescription medication
0: yeah so that you know because if you're putting it in a plastic bag or a pill container because like some people uh a lot of people have those uh like kind of pill a day things where they yeah. put all of their you know these are the medications i have to take at this time of day all in one shot for the week if you have everything in there it might be confiscated well, if you don't have
1: the tsa's job isn't to look for drugs mm-hmm the TSG, the, their job isn't to look for drugs. I'm just saying it's good to have your medication with you so you can prove that it's actually medication. Yeah, in, because in
0: case of, they do come through, come come across it.
1: Yeah, if yeah, that way you can just say it's medication. You can say this needs to go through because Mm -hmm. if it's like with me i i have injections that i need to take so like if they see the little bottle they might be like oh there's a little bottle and like yeah because it's filled with stuff that you know Mm -hmm. makes me me so
0: yeah it's the it's the medication that that is important to otherwise like go
1: i have hot flashes
0: that's a thing that happens because you're a human yeah um either way so the other thing that i wanted to touch on while we still have some time is driving yes Uh, so if you don't want to fly there you there's a it's really you can drive it's really easy to drive across the country it just takes more time
1: yeah and 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 i actually want to do segue just for one minute here yeah and say if you have a lot of time like if you're somebody who has the luxury of, of being able to take a lot of time to travel, mm-hmm. look at trains. Oh, it's yeah. comparable to flying in terms of prices sometimes and it's so much a little better than buses. Less, but well, buses to our thing, but mm-hmm. trains are actually kind of fun.
0: Yeah, it's that kind like of they, they can be like romantic and, and they're and...
1: they're comfortable to travel in. They're far more comfortable than flying. So mm-hmm. if if you can afford to fly, but you have the time to you have extended time, try taking a train.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say that uh, travel by bus, you know, like the mega bus and kind of uh, Greyhound and and the other lines that mm-hmm. are like that. Those are always valid. Options. When I was a
1: college student, they were amazing. Mm-hmm.
0: They're they're infinitely cheaper than uh, than flying. Um, it's you know it's not it's. A little bit weirder because it's boat. it feels more cramped. Yeah, it's kinda like a boat. Um boat. Oh, no, no no you're saying travel by boat. You can take boats too. You can in take boats as well. Some places. Um but, but driving. But as you know, if you if you take the time to drive and you've got some friends and you want to do a road trip, mm-hmm. uh the the one thing I will say is make sure you plan that out in advance and make sure that you have Room for what you're taking in your vehicle, mm-hmm. uh, because some people, like I have, this terrible habit of just packing everything I might conceivably need in a so week. So do I and overpack. Yeah, we share that. that yeah, thing. my
1: husband hates it.
0: Uh, again, the trip to Vegas that I took <laughs> with my fiance was the first time that we shared a a suitcase, and I was losing my mind through that whole process because i'm like where's all my stuff gonna go she's like you don't need that you don't need five pairs of swim trunks we're probably not gonna even swim but what if we do and yeah, that's my, my that's favorite my was
1: for a for <laughs> my husband made fun of me for a three-day trip i took seven pairs of underwear
0: <laughs> yeah well yeah because everyone everyone travels like you're going to just soil yourself Well, because
1: you need you need a back of pair for each day exactly plus one backup. up for the, back- the backups. Yep. Just one backup for the backups, though. I'm not. I'm not neurotic enough to take a backup <laughs> for every single backup.
0: I have. Uh, I have packed for a seven day trip with 14 pairs of underwear, and like, I literally had enough clothing to last me for almost a month. Um, but that came from the weird travel that mm-hmm. I did for work, which we don't have to talk about right now. Um, I we'll, will say we'll, we'll cover that probably in a in, in one a of our episodes. maybe one of our five
1: episode breaks. Mm-hmm.
0: Um traveling by car is it's one of the best ways to actually see the country. It is. It you really know, is. In you know I did a I did a trip that it took me from Atlanta, Georgia all the way to corvallis oregon and it was in the span of a week mm-hmm. um now i was by myself and i was traveling for work at that time um and i was driving uh so i didn't get to really enjoy a lot of the scenery uh but what i did get to do was i listened to a lot of books i listened to a lot of music and like comedy on pandora and i just in like i just drove i drove and there's you know A lot of people talk about flyover country, and, you know, we live in the Midwest, and it's, you know, we're, like, a lot of people don't always see Minneapolis as, like, a Mm -hmm. destination to go, Um, but, like, driving through Omaha, it's flat, yeah, but it's gorgeous. There's so much to see. As travel-by-proxies resident uh,
1: photographer, Mm -hmm. I love taking my camera whenever my husband and I drive somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, one of my my favorite things to do when we're going to take a road trip is to look up brew maps. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, chart a course that lets us visit at least one brewery along our trip.
0: That makes perfect that, that sounds like a great idea. Um I'm wholeheartedly with that. I mean, the the only regret that I have for my trip to Oregon uh by car is I ended up driving through Wyoming and the bulk of the Rockies at night. Um so I got to see them But that is still cool. No, it was wonderful. It's just Like, as I'm going through, I'm just, I keep, I see the Rockies in the distance, they're getting closer, they're getting closer and the sun is just slowly setting as I'm just chasing it west for that entire day, because I did, it was a three day shot from Mississippi to Oregon. Mm And so I did just kind of Mississippi into Iowa, like south southwestern Iowa, in in like one afternoon. And then the next day, I went from Iowa all the way across, uh, all the way across Nebraska, the long way across Nebraska from from east to west, and then all the way through Wyoming. Um, and then I hit Utah in the evening, and that's when I or in the nighttime. That's when I finally stopped. Um, but it's like I just kept seeing the majestic mountains, and it was the first time I'd seen them from ground level. Aren't they cool though? Oh, it was great. And the, but it's like it hit, you know, sunset as I was just entering them. So I got this kind of like mm-hmm. last twilight. Were you on 94? Um, no, I was coming from the south. Okay. Uh, I would actually have to like go double check my route. Um, but it, you know, I went through a couple mountain tunnels. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when I finally came out into Utah in the evening and just like went down, you know, back to the foothills. Uh, and I think, I think I stayed in Ogden. It was, it was just north of Salt Lake City. Um, but, uh, then I left the next morning dude did Utah, Idaho, and then all of Oregon, uh, because Corvallis is on yeah. the way on the West coast. Uh, but it, it, the, the morning when I, that afternoon when I hit Oregon for the first time, I stopped and I took so many panoramas with my phone and it was just crazy gorgeous
1: yeah I loved um, when I would graduate from college my friends and I took a trip from uh, Minneapolis all the way out to Seattle mm-hmm. south to San Francisco and then mm-hmm. back to Minneapolis
0: that's that's a wonderful trip yeah
1: and um my one of my most memorable experiences was uh probably about 11 o'clock at night I woke up in the back of this like uh, probably 1995 minivan <laughs> that had like the door shut, but you had to kind of slam it to make it shut. Oh. And as we were, no, no, it's, this isn't a bad okay. story. Okay. But as we were going down this hill, it was this super steep grade, and all you could see ahead was this dark cavern with lights. Oh man! And it was it was the tunnel, like one of those mountain tunnels you we were talking about, mm-hmm. like where the road just kind of goes right into the tunnel. Yep. It's like someone just said, "Hey, you know, we've got technology. Let's just blow a hole right in the mountain yep. here." There's nothing like it.
0: Oh yeah, and they're they're not short. They are not like you know. It's not like you go through the Lowry Tunnel and you're just quick going underneath something and it's like a quarter mile at most. They're they're long yeah. tunnels through the mountains.
1: Yeah you know i i feel like i feel like we've we've got a really good handle on getting ready to get out on the road or mm-hmm. or get out in the air
0: especially if you're driving though make sure if you forget anything like always double check But if you do forget anything and you're driving, you have the luxury of just stopping at any Target or Walmart or like shop around the the, like at a rest stop
1: or just picking it up. And if we forgot something or you want to share your rituals with us, you can always email us at fans at travelbyproxy.com or leave a comment on our Facebook page.
0: The travel by proxy theme is Good Day by Alex, copyright 2012. Our closing music is Now We're Talking by Jerris, copyright 2015. Both are licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license and can be found at dig.ccmixter.org. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it, and we wish you a look out your window. Walking with
1: you and your moving pebbles and your rearranging all that you find now we're talking about things and places all the names and the faces all the people that you love